Welcome back to the Talks podcast. Uh, I'm here with another amazing guest. Um, we've been trying to get this episode done for a while now, and we're finally here, uh, Bryson. So Bryson is one of the co-founders from HowDoWe.com, uh, which is a multi-chain entity marketplace um, from the UK. Um, like I said, I'm always hailing up people from the UK saying, yes, local lads. Um, so I'm happy to have you on. How are you doing, mate? No, awesome. Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm doing very, very well. All good. Okay, so um, I'm what before we get, like I said, before we get into it and, and going into what obviously the platform does and whatnot. Um, like I said, at the start of the podcast, always like to get a bit of background of the individuals uh, that are doing things within the space. How do you even get into the NFT space? Is which is the question that I, a lot of people ask: is how do you even end up here? Have you got a background in crypto or is it just something that fell on your lap? Um, no, it's a great question. Um, so there's myself and there's also Matt Lachinsky who founded How Do We. So mm-hmm. we founded How Do We. The idea really started in, we could say, October 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So my background isn't as much in crypto. Um, I've been in crypto for a few years, but not massively, you know, not not from a project point of view. But Matt actually founded a company called Travala.com. Uh, back in 2017 so we actually studied together at uni um, and then in 2020 we we came together and we started exploring the nft space you know it was a very very niche space at the time Um, obviously in 2021 that's when it really blew up and and we got together we kind of looked at all the nft marketplaces and and we kind of thought you know there's there's a gap here Um, and really from october time like i said that's that's when we started building it, and then we launched the platform in July of 2021. Okay, so it's it's, it's fresh, it's new. I mean, but I know it's, you've been quite active because I've seen it. I've seen I've seen the platform beforehand popping up, and you've you've done some quite big drops with some big names and whatnot, which we'll go into. Or but just going back a little bit uh, back to obviously Matt, who's one of the the, the co-founders of the company. He, the company that he had is a travel company that was blockchain based. If we stand correctly, a travel company is on the blockchain is that right yeah yeah so it is it's basically like booking.com um <laughs> but you can pay with cryptocurrency uh, so they've got their own token but you can also pay with i'm not too sure how many the pay, how many crypto payments there are but there's there's a lot there's you know <laughs> over over 50 to 100 i believe um and that's you know flights cruises uh, hotels pretty much everything uh, yeah. in the travel space you can pay with crypto so he he actually founded that and he was the CEO of that, I believe, up until last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry, the year before last now, yeah. Um, and he founded that in 2017, so he would have been 22 then. So, uh, yeah. Young lad. <laughs> doing, doing a lot of things in, a, in the crypto space at a young age. So, okay, so did he, he kind of introduce that to yourself, or was it the case that you were looking into crypto at the time uh, and blockchain technology? And you, I mean, how did you even... Like obviously you went uni together, but is this something you kept in contact? You always been looking to do, or did you just kind of connect at the right time, right, right place? Um, we we always stayed in contact. You know, even even at uni, we, we did a lot of little business activities together. We did a lot of competitions, and then out of uni, I went down one path for the time being. He went down another, and we always came together. We was always very very interested in the crypto space and also blockchain. And then you know we spoke and spoke and spoke. And, and, and like I said, you know, we, we came up with this concept, this idea, we got the name, the brand, um, we started scaling it. And then it got to the point of, it was like, right, okay, this is actually happening now. So, <laughs> so we, we did our raise 
um we can go into more detail on, yeah. on that later on but but yeah and and that's essentially how it how it was born i guess how how do we.com yeah how where does the name come from i mean that's the question the spelling the name how that do we that? <laughs> that is a great question so um obviously again we could say the back end of last year a lot of people were very very unsure of what an nft was i think right now um from my point of view anyway it's a lot more familiar a lot more people understand it as well um but how do we it was essentially how how do we make an nft you know it's 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 how do we but then we we looked at the spelling of it um and what's the best way to you could say brand it market it mm. um, and we just thought the concept of the ho double o d double i.com was was definitely the best way to go okay so it's something as simple as that how do we is it because i I was always like even asking you up to these points, like thinking, how do you pronounce it? Does that, well, branding wise, it visually it looks good, but I mean, does it people have trouble in regards to? Yes, one hundred percent. And and something that we didn't really think too much of was um, obviously different languages and 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 the way you know different cultures speak and and yeah. whatnot. And some really do not know how to say it properly. And but it is quite. It's, it's an engager, especially on mm. social media. A lot of people are, you know, asking how to say it. And and when we do our Twitter spaces or like our Telegram um, community calls, when we say it, it gets people talking like, oh, now I know how to say howdoe.com. And it, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a good engagement yeah. for the community, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely sort of memorable. It stuck with me regardless. I mean, when the first time I seen it, I, I didn't know how to say it, but it stuck with me because I, I think it was, it, is it how do, who do we? Like, and then, so, yeah, you, if the marketing skills have worked somehow, <laughs> so it's it stuck with us. But um, let's go into it, man. I like you guys, obviously, are doing a lot of uh, amazing things at this point in time, uh, which we're going to go into. You've got massive backing, obviously, from crypto.com. Um, so let's talk about the marketplace and what would you say separates you differently from other marketplace? And you answer that first, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you the next question because I feel like people may be asking that question. Um, but answer that one first, go on. Yeah. So again, it's a great, great question. Um, the first thing is a few of the marketplaces are starting to adopt it, but we are going down the multi-chain route. So what I mean by that is we've we've launched on Binance Smart Chain, and mm -hmm. we're currently exploring in what chain to go to next. Obviously, you've got ETH, which is you know the the mother of um, NFTs, you could say, mm -hmm. and then also Sol right now, um, and also the Crypto.com chain. They're they're three that we are exploring. It will be a case of over this year, we're aiming to add more and more chains to allow allow users to come onto HowDoWe.com and essentially mint their NFTs on specific chains or bring their NFTs from other platforms um, and list them on HowDoWe on that specific chain. Now, now I guess that's that's one factor. Another one is we are going to create a membership program. Uh, what we'll do with the membership program is we will offer a set amount of tiers. What the user will have to do is our native cryptocurrency, the HOD token, the user will have to stake and lock away a specific amount of the HOD token. When they do that, they will also get a staking reward, but they will also get a percentage off of the fees on howdoe.com. So the, the tier one, ex, the, sorry, the tier one uh, membership program level will actually allow the user to get 100% off of fees just by staking HOD in the platform. Um, so I guess in terms of, you know, USPs, what our, our real differentiating factor is, I'd say it's that one. Um, and 
from a user's point of view, uh, with with some of the the crazy figures that NFTs are selling for today, if there's the opportunity for somebody to get zero percent fees, then from from my point of view as a user, it's a it, it's it's a real attraction. Mm. Uh, so. Okay, so okay, so there's a, there's a few things that what you've, you've mentioned. So you answered the question that I was going to ask about the multi-chain. Um, I want you to kind of like, if you can, is just just to clarify what that is. Is so so basically your NFT marketplace, whereas offering interoperability between different um, blockchains. So if you've got um, if you've minted an NFT on Ethereum, but you've also minted NFTs on Solana, you're still able to trade through how do we is that right that's that that right but you will be specific to your chain so so for example right now it's on binance smart chain um, mm -hmm. you, you will be able to mint on binance smart chain but for example mm -hmm. you couldn't you couldn't you know use your ethereum wallet to purchase that it, it, it has to be through the binance smart chain route mm -hmm. now with the ethereum route again you can mint on the ethereum chain um but you have to be through that route it's it's something that we cannot create the bridge um, as of right now, uh, but we want to offer the user as many chains as possible, um, you know, mainly to explore them. And, and also there seems to be a lot of different communities across different chains right now. And, mm -hmm. and if we can offer the user any route they want or any chain, then, you know, it, it could essentially become the one-stop shop for users to come create, buy, sell, and even resell NFTs. Okay. Yeah. So, so just so that, so basically, you're saying that it's any any uh, any you can mint from any blockchain, but that you obviously you, that you are working with, and you can showcase it on your platform. Uh, so it's not particularly you can you can interlink. It's not like a polka dot that is encouraging like interoperability between the chains, but it's more so just being able to showcase and sell your NFTs yeah. on there. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And cool. So. Going back to which you talked about, obviously the tiers, which was really interesting. Uh, I wanted to. So, how do you actually? How does that actually work? Is it do you, do you? Is is it? It's tokenomics, obviously, but it's is it NFTs that allows them to have these tiers? Is it actually NFTs you give to the the users? No. So, so our our team will will develop the the software, the smart contracts, you could say, yeah, to, to create this staking program, yeah, which will link directly to the user. Okay. Um, and and then depending on again how much they stake um, within the platform would determine their fee rate, and okay. and I, I guess in simple terms that that that's how it will work. Um, the user will have to stake the HOD token within the platform um, in a vault, you could say. Yeah. And see these different staking programs with different vaults, and then they will get an APY on that. They will get a return on their investment, which they stake into the platform. Mm. But they'll also get this reduction on fees okay so it's good to see it's good because a lot of uh, obviously everyone's looking for different ways different platforms are looking for different ways to attract mm -hmm. obviously all the users obviously you guys have gone down that route obviously OpenSea probably obviously they're one of the main um marketplaces you've got that obviously recently you had a uh, looks rare that they come with their the kind of incentive of to get people over by giving them tokens mm -hmm. um are you, are you, have you got anything else? So what, what, what kind of things you've, how do you think the market's going to be in the next, for marketplace is going to be in the next few years? Because obviously more and more marketplaces are popping up. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? For me, I, I think it's, it's quite a good thing. Obviously, you know, for, for the different marketplaces, um, some might not see it that way. 
Um, mm -hmm. But when I've spoken to users and and if there is a good NFT marketplace, um, an NFT creator or buyer or seller, they like to explore different marketplaces. Um, obviously, some are very, um, you, you could say, dedicated to their platform or to an NFT marketplace that they like. But a lot of artists and creators that I've spoken to, they, they love to explore. And if you have an efficient and a marketplace that, that works and that mm -hmm. is user-friendly, then you know, why, why would a user not want to explore your marketplace? Um, all, all they've got to do is, is connect their wallet mm -hmm. and then, you know, they can go straight into it. So, so have you focused, have you guys focused on like a, say an industry or at a type of NFT? And um, give me so obviously you, you're more focused on the PFPs or is it art driven or are you looking at the music, the digital fashion, like what things, what route have you gone down or you just like literally whatever comes up, whatsoever is in trend? It's, it's, it's very much for us, we're trying to attract, you know, every type of user. Um, we don't want to be specific within a niche, you could say. A mm. lot of people have actually thought that we are trying to bring in sports, high-profile sports names, because obviously, you know, like we mentioned, we did the Tyson Fury drop. We did Shannon Briggs and Chris Cyborg. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, they are all related to the, you, you, the combat sports. Yeah. Um, but again, that's not the case that, you know, we are trying to trying to bring in as many users as we can. Um, some of the best work that we can. We've been working closely with some very, very, very talented artists across. You know, you could say there's the high volume collectibles approach or there's people that we're speaking to now within music NFTs. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a it's a scope that we aren't really trying to limit anything to. Okay, but you, it's funny you, you say that, but obviously because your recent marketing campaign, you've gone to obviously Galatasaray Sports oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the masses. So obviously you say that isn't your route, but it's kind of like it's, you can't wrong anyone for thinking maybe are you because that was my question. I'm thinking, okay, what are you what are you guys doing in sports? Because obviously based on what you've done already and where you're advertising, obviously how do we the marketplace to to a mass audience in the football stadiums is not is that not the obvious route for you guys? Um, I don't want to say too much on the <laughs> on the marketing campaign that, that we're doing now. Um, there's a lot of things coming with that for sure. Uh, but but basically, you know, something that we are doing with that is we we're really trying to target different demographics. So you would have seen the Galatasaray um, mm. that we did. That was the first campaign that we did on Christmas Day, and then we did the Turkish Super Cup final, which was in Qatar. Mm -hmm. Now I can say we're in talks with you know, multiple, multiple high profile clubs um, in different countries right now to try and finalize some deals. And yeah. and once they are finalized, you know, this will allow the hot token and how do we.com to, to break into these demographics. And, and I'm talking, you know, uh, we're speaking with um, J uh, Japanese football club, Australian, obviously the Premier League. Um, I'm not too sure who you support, Sean, but... <laughs> Uh, can you guess? Look at my look at my face. Can you can you guess the way I'm feeling at the moment? <laughs> uh, but but no, it's it's something that we think is essential, um, mainly from an NFT point of view, because a lot of these clubs now and also players are are really breaking into the NFT market. Mm. Um, you know, across social media now, you've got clubs doing team NFTs, also fan tokens, um, and and obviously the independent players are either sharing projects on their social media or they're doing own drops themselves. And yeah, I guess quite a lot of the fans might be thinking, okay, what, what are these NFTs? 
you know, where are they? And and when they've got howdowe.com in front of them, you know, that might be a, a key factor for them to, to, to try and explore it. So, yeah, that makes sense. And as you, you pointed out, like, obviously, since we're on sports and we're on football, is yeah, like, obviously, the first introduction to like football and NFTs that I've seen was, um, it was so rare. Sorry, so the French company with the French, so you know, you know, have you, you come across them guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously they they got the license. So it's, it's interesting to see how many, how can they get licenses to do NFTs with clubs? But then once, is, is it not worth the same way in the NFT space? Like once, once you've got a contract with a club, are they still able to produce NFTs with other people? Um, I think it's, it depends another- on the exclusivity that they agree on. Hmm. Um, I've come across, you know, some people sign exclusive deals and some don't, and and that's what really limits specific high-profile names to have the ability to to do drops uh, with other people or or to not be able to do it. For example, yeah, I think it's going to be um, it may be overwhelming for like for fans because I think like you said, it's going to have the clubs doing NFTs, then you're going to have the brands doing NFTs maybe for that club, then you're going to have the players doing NFTs. And then, <laughs> like, it's, it's when when is it going to stop? Like, as it, it's a good, I think it's a good thing, but it's also like it can be overwhelming if people don't understand what it is. No, exactly, and and, and it's very much. Um, I think that's why, um, and you're seeing it on most NFT marketplaces now, and and it's something that we will be um, integrating this year. It's it's credit mm-hmm. and debit payments on NFT marketplaces. Okay, um, you know, that that ability for a user who isn't you know, uh, confident or has the ability to one buy cryptocurrency or even to, you know, understand how to, how to use a MetaMask wallet, for example. And, and that really provides that use of access to NFT marketplaces. Um, and for me, and, 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 for, and I think most of my team will agree, it's, it's really a key factor as to how a lot of these NFT marketplaces can grow. Um, yeah. Having that ability for users and, and, and having that access for them to just put in their card details and it's done. Yeah, I think that's an important factor is be how, helping people be able to, making it a lot easier for people to use. Second thing it would say is going to be the onboarding process, which I've seen you guys are obviously looking on is like education tutorials of how to do things. And then also is, is, is when you're working with these big IP names is, is making them understand it's not the, understand, make sure they're not there just for the cash and understanding like how, what are you, how are you going to, okay, you're going to create an entity. Is it going to be, valuable for your current audience because in the end of the day this is what i always I had a conversation with about this about celebrities entering the space and people or whether the agencies or individuals doing nfts for these guys and they're playing with the brand their ip and if that goes wrong that can ruin them in the future the way i see it is so it's a very i think celebrities big ips have got to be cautious of who they work with, making sure the people are connected within the community, make sure they're doing the, the right thing and they're taking the right approach to produce NFTs for themselves. I mean, is that what you guys are doing? Yes, yeah, it's it's a great, great point, Sean. Like, if, um, if a high-profile name doesn't, well, one, provide an efficient, you know, utility, you could even say, for their NFTs, mm-hmm. then it could really damage their reputation, um, especially across the crypto space and, and the NFT space. Like, if they wanted to do an, another drop, then, you know, who's who's going to want to get involved? And we've seen some pretty cool stuff. With, with the Tyson Fury drop that we did, mm-hmm. um, that was the first, well, when we launched in July, we, we did the Tyson Fury drop. 
and his one of one sold for just under a million dollars and with the nft that came with a five foot by five foot painting which was um a one of one obviously and and, and it actually had a thank you um written statement on it from tyson himself mm-hmm. to, the, to the user and it also came with a facebook uh, facetime session with tyson and okay. some time boxing gloves so it's it's like you know that utility mm. that you can provide don't get me wrong that's great and, and to be honest I've, I've seen some other projects um high profile names you could say release some even cooler uh, utility for example um i know that sam mitchell with his his drops of the old um, NBA player turned coach, and now he's a commentator. He he's including a golf day on his NFT drop for his. So, for example, his his most rare NFT. If there's a hundred of them, one of them NFT holders will get a golf day. And he's also the commentator, I believe, for NBA TV. So it's similar to you could say okay. Sky Sports, mm-hmm. and that they will get to go there for the day with them, um, spend the day there go around the offices, you know, meet everyone. And, and it's that utility that people look out for, you know, mm. having that opportunity. And, and then obviously with the art as well, it's the established artists. And for me as a collector, as well as, you know, a, a, um, somebody who has created a marketplace, um, it's always about the community for me. And, and also, you know, the visual of, of the artwork. Um, mm. So Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Did you see the Mayover drop? The Mayover NFT? Yeah, didn't he do two drops? He, he, he did one, which was the... He, he, did the, he did the PFP one, which was the second one. Yeah, he, did like yeah. a, with, he collaborated with the guys from Balls on the Block. And yeah. the first one he done was like, almost like what, pretty much like what you just said. He's like, he did, he, I think he would, it was different. Because if he went for, he said, basically he said, if he goes for like, a thousand dollars you get this if it goes for five hundred thousand dollars you get this it goes a million dollars you get these kind of things so we based it on a tier base on the, the auction side and he i think the the most he was offering like a night out or weekend in vegas with floyd and you'd be able to have food with him and whatnot and i think a painting came with it too an exclusive painting and whatnot but he didn't do so well he didn't go for that amount so what what do you think what is the, okay, obviously he's as famous as Tyson Fury. He's obviously got the the, the fan base. Yeah. What kind of thing is potentially what you think he could have done wrong? To um, obviously the the biggest thing, well, from my point of view, is you could say for a, a one off collection mm-hmm. um, is the marketing with it. Um, something that we do pride ourselves with within HowDoWe.com is is our marketing. We've got an excellent team, mm-hmm. and myself and Matt as well. You know, we've got. A, strong background in in marketing products mm. uh, whether it's crypto related or not and and tyson was very 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 supportive he pushed it on socials completely um we was able to do a lot of cool stuff with him so mm. i think that's that's one of the biggest things um also if it's community driven trying to get everyone involved with it bring up build the um you could say build the support from the community and and try and get people talking about it and and, and that's what we did um we was able to do that I'm obviously not too sure who actually did the Mayweather one, mm-hmm. where it was sold, um, or who was behind it. You could say, you know, did did he have a dedicated team behind it? Uh, he had some credible people. I would say he's had he had some credible people in the space. It was on Clubhouse at the time when they did the drop, uh, and he had people that are still credible in the space. 
now. I just, I'm just trying to understand based on obviously the success of the Tyson Fury one to what was done different. And may, maybe it was down to marketing. Maybe did Tyson, I'll ask you a question. Did Tyson actually understand what an NFT was? And if and when and if he made videos, did he? <laughs> not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to catch you off. I'm just what I'm asking this is because when I seen Floyd make videos about the NFT, it, at the time it's kind of like you don't know. I don't think you know what you're doing. Obviously, you're being told to do this, and maybe that was the backlash of him not being fully committed in into the space. It's more like it looked like a cash grab. Now I'm not sure what Tyson Fury's approach was or what you what. Did he come out and say he knew what it was, or it was just like I'm just doing and work with a team? I'd I'd say it's it's like most people, you know, at the start you're quite unsure, mm -hmm. um, but it was, you know, by the end of the whole process, you could say he he understood, you know, the concept, the utility, how they work, and and since then he's actually gone off gone on to do other drops. He did he did a drop um in in the summer I'm not too sure where that was on another marketplace mm -hmm. um for his wilder fight he did a drop on rareable I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure if you saw that he did a, a fight night nft and mm -hmm. then in december he actually did an nft drop with binance he did a mystery box drop which which sold out yeah um so it's yeah it's he's been very active in the space for sure um yeah. so all right so going back to um you guys and what you guys are doing on the platform obviously i've seen you release your roadmap um for obviously this year 2022 um you talked about being able to withdraw NFTs to obviously your MetaMask wallet. Um, tell me why and why would somebody want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Again, great question, Sean. So, so basically, when we built How Do We, we we built it more on a centralized system. Now, over time, and and after taking comments from the community, we understand that okay, we need to make this fully decentralized to allow users to you know take their NFTs where they want to allow users to bring them into the platform as well. So right now we have V1 of, of howdoe.com, okay? Mm -hmm. Where users have to come to the platform, they have to sign in and they have to actually send cryptocurrency from their wallet to the howdoe.com wallet. Now, mm -hmm. over the next, well, we could hope for the next six weeks, mm -hmm. um, what we're going to do is we're going to include a withdrawal feature uh, for V1. And then we are going to introduce V2 as well. Mm -hmm. So V2 will be brand new UI and UX. Um, it's going to be a platform where users can either sign in or they can connect their MetaMask wallet. Um, it's going to be a brand new platform for us. Uh, and and it's, it's going to bring a new approach, we could say, with the community. Uh, you know, we're, we're very, very happy with it. It's in the final touches now. And, and for us, going from the centralized system to the decentralized concept, um, long-term vision. And I think the way that the NFT occur, you could say the NFT um, community is going, it's 100% mm -hmm. the best approach for us. And, yeah. and it's something that our community uh, personally has, has been asking for for a while. So for us to be able to give it to them is, yeah, it's perfect. Well, that, obviously that's, that's good that you're obviously taking feedback on board and changing and obviously admitting to saying it was kind of centralized and, and then changing it to be more decentralized to where obviously the community is going, which is good. Um, yeah, because there's, there's no, I mean, I've seen that on a few platforms where you you kind of have to, you, you're kind of trapped within 
within that, like you can't take anything anywhere. You, and obviously you want that kind of freedom because that's the whole point of things being decentralized. So I think, I think that's a good point. Um, is there anything else that you're doing to make it more decentralized or things you've got in place that you feel that's going to improve based on feedback from the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's um, upon V2 launch, these are features that will not be available immediately, but it's, yeah. it's stuff that we are working on right now. And it's, for example, gifting NFTs. You know, that's something that we want to do. Um, also reward systems. So uh, basically what I mean by that is, you know, we're going to provide reward systems. Um, we're, we're still working on the exact figures, you could say, but for example, NFT rewards and also HUD rewards mm-hmm. for specific users on the platform. Um, and again, something that's quite simple, but it's it's something that users, from from my experience anyway, they they really enjoy. And that's the top sellers, top creators, mm. the people on the platform that that really have them them top level um, collections and and their projects specifically. Mm. And that's something that right now we don't provide, unfortunately, but it's something that we are building as well. So I I personally think for for howdoe.com. Mm um 2022 is going to be a huge huge year you know what we have in place especially for the platform and also for the token okay tell me a bit more about the token then um and the use cases of that you mentioned it obviously with the staking beforehand and what you get with that yeah. or yeah, what, what else um so, is... so we've got the, the well the hard token that launched in june last year so um since then we're listed on eight exchanges now so so what, the main one being crypto.com yeah. Um, you know, we've got MXC, Gate.io, Ascendex, and then a few other exchanges as well. Now, the biggest use case for HOD is you can buy NFTs on the platform with, with the HOD token. Um, you know, that's that's probably one of the biggest use cases for it. It's definitely not going to be the only use case for it. Now, like I said, the membership program, we're exploring that. We actually launched um, V1 of our staking program in october november last year now we got i believe it was just over two million dollars worth um of hod locked within that that has now ended um that's that's finished we did that as our first version for the for the community everyone loved it you know there was a lot of hod token locked in there and and some of the things that we're going to explore like i said is is the rewards the hod token will provide users the chance to get a reduction on fee rates Mm -hmm. up to zero percent yeah um and 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 yeah that's from the platform point of view that's the that's the main use cases really oh because i was going to say yeah because obviously with you introducing the withdrawal then that will be taking away the use case for the hard token is that does that make sense is that right to say that um what do you mean sorry if, if people don't, if people don't need to use the the how do we wallet in order to buy nfts and they can use their metamask then they should be able to buy NFTs with Ethereum, or is that right? Yeah, so, me- sorry, sorry. Yeah, so on, on, so you, on then there is a use case of buying with the hot token on the on the the marketplace. So, so right now on on how do we users can buy their NFTs with USDT, so Bet okay. Twenty USDT, yeah, uh, BNB, or the hot token. Oh, okay. Uh, obviously, within the smart contract, it's it's all configured to the correct prices at the time of transaction, but it's it's one of the three methods. Um, with it being Binance Smart Chain, you obviously need some BNB to cover the gas fee. Mm-hmm. But I think the best thing about Binance Smart Chain is the gas fees. You know, they're extremely extremely low. 
um, and and with the hot token users can can confirm the transaction um, on the on the NFT marketplace with that. Yeah, I think that's a big thing at the moment. Obviously, well, it's always been a big from the start, isn't it? The the gas fees and yeah, yeah, for sure, keeping it low and the entry entry point for the mass because if we're gonna start advertising it to everybody um the masses and whatnot not everyone's going to have the same finances to kind of pay hundred dollar gas fees for buying something for fifty dollars you know what i mean that's that's ridiculous so especially and another thing is too when we have like these big celebrities that i think the price point we've got there's got to be different price points obviously if it's a one of one obviously sell it for more if it's something that is more affordable for people that can uh, low it you, you want to have low gas fees too don't you yeah yeah for sure for sure and i think you know that's a big factor that we are exploring for what chain to introduce next um i'd say the feedback from our community is you know people really really like the low gas fees and you can't blame it as you know you can't blame Me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know um for my own personal experience i'm i'm really enjoying the soul chain at, at the minute I'm I'm really enjoying Soul NFTs, um, and I think you know that's that's something that I'm really trying to get integrated into the platform for sure. Okay, what about like things like Tezos, near uh, pro near protocol, uh, things like that? Yeah, it's I, I guess there's there's obviously more and more change being introduced. Um, I'd say f- from my own personal um, experience, yeah, uh, Binance Smart Chain, ETH, and Soul are, are like my three main chains that i've used um for nft transactions whether it's buying or selling i'm not a massive creator myself <laughs> but i'm, um, I'm uh, yeah definitely one that that loves the space for sure well polygon though yeah 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 also polygon polygon's good um and and, and i think as well i mentioned it earlier the crypto.com obviously crypto.com has really been been just blowing up massively with what with, with what they're doing Every, and, and that's from everything and, and i think from our point of view we're very fortunate that you know they are our lead investor crypto.com capital and the support that they've given us um you know we are doing a bridge with the chronos chain um for the hot token and there's some more news coming out about that soon but um it's 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 definitely going to be um interesting if we was to integrate the um you know the crypto.com chain for sure Right, so what talk about in mention about yourself being in the NFT space? Um, are you collecting? You said you don't you don't create, but do you collect it ending like PFPs? Yeah. Or? yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah, what, what have you enjoyed so so far? I mean, what, what have you collected? Um, who would you who would you say has been your your, your most favorite your most favorite NFT you've collected so far? Um, so what? I think my, my most recent two. So you yeah. could say my most recent ones. So these were within the last week. Yeah. Um, so for howdoewe.com, we actually partnered with a company called the NFT Agency. Um, you know, they they dropped a few NFTs with high high profile names. Um, sorry, you could say well established names on howdoewe.com. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've stayed in very close contact with them. One of their artists created the laid back llamas. I'm not too sure if you saw them. So so they got minted yeah. on OpenSea. And they're a really, really cool collection. Um, yeah. I've I've found one that I will be getting, you know, maybe within the next day or two. Okay. Um, so so that's that's the first one on the Ethereum chain. And then the next one is on the Sol. So I've I got um some of the Solana Doodle Apes. So they are they are like a pretty cool little project. Um the, the, the Doodle Apes. 
Yeah, do the so I've, yeah, what, yeah. okay so what i find with soul is that what they tend to do is like <laughs> if you see whatever done in ethereum they go we're going to do our version kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how does it hold how does it hold value why does the whole value if it's clearly almost like a, a replica or <laughs> pretty much the same thing <laughs> it's it is very similar um for me it's the 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 biggest thing was when i saw the project and i and i checked out the community in in discord there was just so much energy there you know it was just completely popping off and like i said at the start for me that that's a big big factor i, yeah. I love to engage with the communities you know get speaking to them see what their interests are and for some projects you know you see everyone's just always shouting about the floor price the floor price the floor price for this i did not get that experience at all so it was very enjoyable for me just to get in there to talk to them and and some of them were interested about how do we as well so you know it was a great chance to to share the message of okay why don't you check out howdowee.com as well so how do we going to be dropping the pfp projects anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> um maybe I'd, I'd say there's been a few on on how do which have been pretty awesome um the decentralions so that's a that's a project which dropped probably during our first few months um they've been dropping consistent nfts on how do we obviously you know it's a it's a set of um, lions um, in the concept, but they are awesome, very, very good. And also the uh, New Face Tigers Club. So they drop NFTs across multiple um, multiple marketplaces, obviously mm -hmm. promote them all at once. But I'd say them two collections, uh, for anyone watching now, if you go on to How Do We, check them out because they are pretty cool. You, you partnered with uh, another uh, PFP project, is it Meta Guardians? Yes, yeah. So that's, that's actually quite recent. That was... Um, we announced that within the last few weeks so we partnered with meta guardians there's 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 currently a project ongoing to win some hod and a villain from from the meta guardians okay. um i guess for those that don't know the the biggest concept here is one the meta guardians will be selling their nfts on how do we mm -hmm. when we integrate the ethereum chain um obviously for them that's a big big factor um, and the second thing is we're actually going to make some pretty cool hero and villain how do we um, NFTs with Meta okay. Guardians. <laughs> Perfectly lined up that was. I could see, I could see that's where you guys are going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think you know, for us, it's it's not really something that we're trying to do to um, get people talking about it. It's it's more for our community. You know, if we can say, look, guys, we've got these now. Go and collect your howdowee.com heroes and villains, and and so far that they've everyone's been loving it. You know, loving the concept, loving the idea, and also being able to explore the hot token and the howdowee brand on on different platforms and within different communities. So that you're at the early stages. Everything's at the early stages. There's still a lot to happen. Yeah. When what do you got? Do you plan to enter as we call it? We're talking about the buzzword, the metaverse. Um, what kind of things have you got planned for that? Or is th these things you're thinking about? Have you bought lands in a, any of the... Um, I've, I've not personally. I've had a few friends in, in, in the space that have. Um, but for us at howdowee.com right now, it's, it's our, our core and key focus is on making sure that we, we follow through with what we've said to the community, you know, about building, building out the features that, that we want to do. Um, don't get me wrong exploring the metaverse would will be amazing mm -hmm. um, there are some nfts right now on the platform that will be operable for the metaverse um i believe someone minted some to do with fortnite if i 
believe correctly. Um, so it's, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't explore it or why we won't this year. Uh, but for right now, you know, what we've what we've set out to achieve in that Q1 roadmap, for us, that's the core focus. Um, there's a lot more coming, though, um, in, in the quarters following that. So, so what, what excites you the most out of everything going on? At this point, or what are you with for this year? Is there anything that you're excited about? Whether it's a new industry uh, coming into, like whether it's digital fashion, uh, music, gay NFT gaming, um, is there um, that, what is it something out there like you think? Look, I can't wait to this for this to happen. Or yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what happens with the metaverse this year. I I think there's going to be something that just goes to the next level. Um, I don't know if, you know, a big corporation will adopt it or, or or something will happen, but I think the metaverse will be a big, big player this year, um, especially in, in the NFT space. Um, I also think from, from my point of view, what I'm most excited for, mm-hmm. it's definitely V2 of the platform, um, showcasing that to everybody. And that's obviously very, very soon. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a good few months, but definitely just, you know, seeing what happens in the space, um, seeing how the adoption of NFTs carries on. And what I mean by that is, in my head, I believe ticketing systems will be a big, big factor in the NFT space. And I'm looking forward to seeing that get adopted um, in a mainstream way. So um, what I mean by that is, for example, you know, will, um, will or when will the Premier League start doing that? You know, will they trial it? Is it something that they're having conversations about already? Um, will there be sporting events, for example, the World Cup this year? Would they would they even think about trying it? And it and and it's these these ideas that I think if it doesn't happen this year, you know, it will happen very soon. Um, and I can't wait until that happens. Now I think ticketing is it makes it's just one of the things that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a better way, a safer way of doing things. You can do once it's a way you can keep track of people that actually t- attended events and then you can reward them later, later, later on down the line. One thing I really like is POAPs. I think I think uh, I see it, um, Charlie Cohen uh, tweet the other day about POAPs is a new selfie. He's like to prove you've been there. And it, <laughs> and I think that's that's a perfect analogy of what it what it is. It, it is because I feel like once I've got the POAP and I've, it's in my wallet, I could get things better like that later on down the line. I think going to football matches or any sporting event, potentially going to finals. And if you were there at that final, you get an exclusive access to this next match or potentially a whitelist to to get tickets at this uh this this match and whatnot, which I think is be really real interesting. 100 percent And that's that's literally one of the many use cases that they could adopt for this. Yeah. You know, it's it's they, they could do so much if they was to create this this consistent approach to NFT and tickets. And I do know that some football clubs did start it. I can't remember the first part of the name, but um, the Moscow team, I believe last season they did like 25% of their tickets were NFTs. Yeah, I did, uh, I did see. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think West Ham, I think West Ham were working with a, an agency. Um, it starts at Yellow something they're called. I can't remember. I'm sure it was West Ham. Um, wow. but I'm not sure what they were doing. They were just talks so of they're going to do something around NFTs and whatnot. So um, it'd be interesting to see what yeah ev- everyone's doing because I think that's that's where things will get real exciting. Is I think Man obviously Man City they they dropped an NFT didn't they for the Premier for winning the Premier League. Yeah. So it's, it's out there. The Olympics they did NFTs. 
but he's very he's very under the radar <clears throat> and i think it's um this this i was talking about this uh, once again talking about this to uh, somebody else is about introducing dows to their football clubs because everyone always claims they hate the manager and the the the, the club owners are doing this with the club was least least imagine if there was a club and it was a dow and yeah. the fans own the club literally and they can make yeah. decisions with votes and whatnot that'd be crazy <laughs> yeah. but i guess that's that's why well hopefully some of these clubs you know when they introduce their fan tokens how much utility will they provide to their fans you know what will they give their fans the chance to either decide to do you know i've i've seen some some clubs um i'm not too sure exactly who it was but someone in the premier league it was if you own you know a certain amount of their fan token you just you can decide what songs played before the match <laughs> uh, <laughs> the following week but then it's you know why would somebody want to hold um so much of the token just to decide for that so it's 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 this again it goes back to what we said before it's the utility of the nft the fan token whatever it is and you know what will how will that benefit or what will it provide to the user yeah yeah i think that's important i feel that one thing like big brands whether they're clubs or not they just really need to not not look at it from the money aspect to just looking where they can provide more value to their fans and then everything else will come i mean that's because it will make sense as a, as a, i'm sure as i'm a fan of football and whatnot and if you i'm a man united fan by the way so <laughs> if, if they offered anything um valuable um that i, I deem valuable then i'll definitely be interested you know what i mean so i think clubs need to either learn i think they're not going to take the time to learn themselves but be around the right people to kind of guide them to um to do to make the right decision so it's good that it's sweet like people like yourself in this space not only doing things on an nft marketplace perspective but you've also invested you're part of the community you're doing things you understand crypto um you're taking on feedback which i think is the, the most important thing uh, for any brand or company to any space okay then you're not always going to get things right straight away but if you're making changes based on what your community says then that's that's amazing because that that doesn't happen in the real world <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, and i think you know for us that's that's our biggest thing you know taking the feedback um seeing seeing what they want and yeah it's so far so good with it so all right so um what i'd like to uh again end it off with a question is i want you to explain and listen to what i'm saying now because some people don't get this right i want you to explain how a day will look or be from the morning included like within the next five years with nfts in your life so you wake up in the morning mm -hmm. what does explain how your day goes with nfts involved whether it's in the metaverse whether it's in your room to vr ar all these things good question i think it very much depends how involved the metaverse is how do you think your day is going to be though not how i don't want to i don't want to answer how the, the world's going to be how do you think your day is going to be including it just i just want you to be creative and think the reason i'm asking this is to kind of dig into your mind and think where nfts will fit in in your normal life so people can kind of think oh i didn't really think of anything could really cover this I, I i definitely think for for me it would be get up and go out first i'd, I'd yeah. like you know get up um get a bit of fresh air first and then yeah. come back and i'd love for you know my team to be in the metaverse for a meeting you know people say it and i've i've seen some stuff saying it's not been successful but i would love it you know imagine putting on your your metaverse you know goggles glasses whatever you call them and then you get to pick what you 
put on and then you're in the meeting room with your team. You can make the meeting room whatever you want with different NFTs, depending on, you know, what platform you're using, for example. Imagine if you could do it in a big football stadium or, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really limitless as to what you can do. So I guess that's the first thing. Um, I think the adoption of, I guess, crypto, it's not so much down that route. That would be the first thing. NFTs then for me would be still with the adoption of how we're doing it now. So I think by that point, we'll have a system where you can track um, the ownership of NFTs a lot easier mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you've seen certain people say it'll be amazing in 10 years time when, when you can see who owned, you know, the very first CryptoPunk, for example. Yeah. It's a simplistic um, platform, you know, like, I'm, I mean, very, very simple, not this, you know, big website where, where you can look at it. And, and for me, that'd be very, very interesting to explore. Um, so I guess that could be something that I use day to day. Now, how else could it be used? Again, ticketing systems, if I was to go, I'd love to see it being so mainstream. And what I mean by that is not just football, like we said, you know, I'm talking yeah. to the cinema, cinema um, getting in anywhere. Could you go into a supermarket and use, use NFTs, for example? Is there any way that it could be used that way? Uh, but um, obviously that's five years. I don't know if that's a little bit... Uh... <laughs> we would be surprised. I think, I think passports, like... Yes, yeah, yeah, passport. Having NFTs a passport, <clears throat> and then and, and where you go, you just kind of like gets time-stamped like a power app of where you've been and when you come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like um, I've seen a lot of, well, I've I've read a lot of other things about you know not just passports, but you could be talking you know driving license, birth certificates. Yeah. Um, these these documents that people are always like, even myself right now, Who's I can it? say where my birth certificate is. <laughs> so, uh, so it's yeah, it's it's very much these these documentation or this documentation that you need. And you know, if it's an NFT, then it's it's even better. You know, it's it's secure. You know where it is, and it's accessible. And I, th- I think for me, they're the three key factors that you know everybody likes because it's it's so efficient and easy. Mm. Yeah, I think you know where you're talking about the metaverse and and going to meetings. Yeah, yeah. you think like PFPs are going to be like alter egos because you've got all these celebrities buying all these apes. Yeah. And I think, okay, then the way the, the I see playing that is, okay, then instead of the celebrity going and creating an avatar for themselves, they're going to go as their ape, whether they're performing, whether they're making an appearance in the metaverse, oh. that's going to be their alter ego in the metaverse. And everyone's going to know it as, okay, that's the ape, but that's DJ Khaled's ape. So that's him in the metaverse. Is that going to work for... So that does that... If you take that kind of thought process, if you own three different NFTs... Could you be three different people in the metaverse, depending on who you turn up as? I think, from my own personal opinion, uh, I think with with that approach, I can see like these these PFPs, for example, if you own a board ape, um, I saw that somebody bought some land next to Snoop Dogg. Now, that person in their piece of land, they would use their board ape for actual art on the wall. Like it would be their... They would show it off to whoever comes into their mm. their area. They'll be like, "Okay, look what I've got," and and then they'll see that on the wall, for example. But then mm. they'll have different NFTs for you could say what they're wearing, what they're doing, mm. and it'll be something that you know would be more of like a Mona Lisa. You know, it's it's something that you look at that you um, that you really praise rather than having it as as yourself. But I don't know. I think it it very much depends on 
what route they go down, you know, how do they evolve the board at Yacht Club? Like how what path will they go down specifically? I think it's tough. I think based the reason why I was based, I said that is based on behavior. And I mean it's not only board apes, but I just feel that people are going to express themselves and not they're not going to go into the metaverse and create a default character themselves if they've got these PFP projects that they've these these PFP uh, NFTs that they're paid for already. They're just going to go as that character because they own it. It's a, it's, a, it's a form of expression. And, and I see it the same way as like obviously digital fashion. Now I'll ask you the question, would you buy digital wearables? Um, yeah. You would? Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> because a lot of people think, why would I buy something like digital to wear in the metaverse? But I think that, just imagine if you had a meeting and you had a default character and everybody was buying the the uniform and the new energy default character you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that any like you'd, you'd want to you'd want to impress <laughs> exactly i think it's obviously price dependent i've uh well you know you don't know what's happening in in the next five to ten years you know it it really you really don't know but um for example good carbon klein again complete example um bring out a clothing range within the nft space for metaverse um avatars 100%. Like that, that's definitely going to happen. I think they're all, gonna, they're all doing it now to a certain extent. So, But then it's what or what limit or what price, you know, what's, what do you start them prices off at? How accessible do you make them? Because of the mass adoption of what we're going to try and do. So what I mean by that is, you know, if, if they're really going to try and make this as accessible and, like I said, then mass adoption, mm-hmm. do they need to make it as accessible as possible and, and really give a cheaper... I guess floor price with with the NFTs that are available for the avatars themselves, you know, not for other things. I think the look, I think the luxury brands or the bigger brands, their route yeah. winning. They go through the roof, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but I think their route is twinning. You buy the you buy the physical, you get the digital. Mm-hmm. That's that's their route, and then that's that's their entry to the metaverse. So if you already wear it in the real world, they're going to say, well, you'd want to wear it in the metaverse too. And then, like for example, Nike, it just makes sense. To if people that collect trainers, if they buy the physical trainer, they don't want to wear it because it devalues in the real world. So they don't wear the trainer, but they flex it in the metaverse. So they still want to show that they've got it. <laughs> and, and it's you only can get it if you've got the, the physical. And then you still can still still can sell the physical later on down, down the line at that value because it's still in prestige condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's just a, an example that just makes sense to me and i think that's going to work across the board especially in the luxury brands but for then i think there's going to be a lot more brands created through the nft community that are going to kind of pop up and start doing some real creative things mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure completely agree to be honest Sean. completely yeah. agree. all right then well i would say we'll raise rise we're right up to the end um it's a pleasure having you on um definitely like to get you on later on down the stage because i know you've got a lot of things plans uh for in the future so I'll get you guys back on and we can kind of catch we'll maybe get matt on too uh so we can in- include in this one um where can everyone find yourself uh, if they want to contact whether it's through how do we or you personally um so so we've got the how do we the how do we twitter is is at how do we so that's h-o-d-o-o-i mm-hmm. um also on the instagram Again, it's it's how do we come? So it's H O D O I com on Instagram, and then you know my own, my own personal um, Twitter is B R Y S O N WhatsApp W A R S A P. So Bryson WhatsApp. Um, you know, please reach out there. The platform www.howdowe.com. Uh, like I said, 
V2 coming next month. Um, it'd be awesome if you know people wanted to do some exclusive drops for that. Please reach out on either e either of the social medias that I just mentioned. And yeah, you know, thank you for having me, Sean. It's been awesome to be on the NF Talks. And yeah, thank you again. Thank you for coming on. Um, everyone stay listening and stay blessed. Thank you.